What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Sunday League Streamers podcast. I'm your host of today's episode, Steve McCutcheon, along with my two friendly co-hosts, <laughs> Michael Nellen and Viran Azeli. Say hello, fellas. What's going on, Steve? Thanks, Steve. Really appreciate the friendly comment. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, I was trying, nice. just trying to change up a little bit. Viran didn't like my last one, so... <laughs> We have another great show for you guys, though, today. But before that, please take a moment. Just hit the bell. Subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you guys find your podcasts. Uh, Also, follow us on Twitter, slscreamers underscore pod. But let's get the show on the road. It's League Prediction Day. So today, we're going to be going over the Premier League table, where we see each team fitting, and why. The first manager to get sacked, winner of the Golden Boot, and a few more awards and categories and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Before that, we got a new segment on the show that we're adding. It's called our Stars and Stripes Recaps. Since we're Americans and we cover the United States men's national team, we're going to be going over transfer news, standout performances, and also terrible, terrible performances every week. And if that changes up the Americans uh, depth chart for the first team in the bench. So first up, we got Josh Sargent to Norwich city for about 11 million. Yeah, I think it's a good move. Uh, we, we've prefaced this in previous weeks that Norwich really needed help up front. That was their biggest problem when they fell out of the premier league a bit when I forget Strapuki was injured that you really saw a decline in, you know, in the way they performed. I think Sargent's a good fit for them. And not only maybe from a quality standpoint, but also from a marketing standpoint, it's good to have an American on those teams. I mean, we saw that a little bit when Pulisic went to Chelsea, while Pulisic has the talent and had the talent then to compete in a team of that quality. It was also good to drive some revenue for the club and Norwich doesn't really have that financial backing that some of these other clubs do as well. So I think Sargent makes a good sense for them both in a price and what you're going to get for him and also what he's going to generate in maybe watchability as well as revenue streams. Gotcha. Gotcha. Next up, we got Gio Luca Buzio to Venezia. Hope you can handle that, Mike. I know you and your uh, Italy names don't go along very well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry for anybody listening. If I butcher any uh, pronunciations, but yeah, great move for him. He's going to only develop, grow. He's, I think, 19, 20, really young player. Didn't really have the greatest gold cup uh, in terms of some of the appearances he had. But I think making that move to Italy is going to be really big for him. Around 6 to 10 mil uh, that they're paying for him. And he's also linking up with his other teammate, Tanner Tessman, uh, who's obviously American. So I, I think overall, it's a, good, it's a good move, a good landing spot to grow. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And then uh, last on this one, we're just going to do Sam Vines, another gold uh, gold cup standout for the most part. Went to Royal Antwerp, which is in the Belgium League. Um, I thought it was actually a really good move for him. One, just going overseas and being able to compete, uh, you know, a different level because whatever European competitions they might get into in the future. And plus, he is actually there's another 18 year old on there, uh, left back. I forget the guy's name and everything, but it seems like he's going to be starting over there. So that's a great sign, just getting the experience over in Europe. And I think that's a really good move for him. Uh, he had a great gold cup. Scored a nice goal also as well. So definitely uh, on the on the move up over there. Is there anyone else that you guys like to see? I know my, like Turner's gold help is great. Miles Robinson. Do you think they're going to go over yeah. to Europe and make the move eventually? Yeah, I think it'd be very silly, especially for some of these like smaller clubs that are looking for like a good deal. They should definitely be looking at they have at the U.S. team, especially Miles Robinson, right? If you can get him for maybe five to ten mil. I think that's a steal for a player like that. If, if hypothetically it was like a Norwich or something along those lines, or maybe a championship league team to help bolster that, if they're fighting, making a fight for promotion, I think that's a great signing. Like if they had the opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And Matt Turner as well. I mean, these guys performed in and out for the whole tournament. So it, it wasn't a one game fluke where you're, you know, it's, it's an entire tournament, really two tournaments because of the, the gold cup and the, uh, was a nation's league as well. So I, yeah, I think it's worth Mike, to your point, taking a shot on these guys. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. 
A um, couple of the standout performers actually over the last week or so. Uh, we had Gio Reyna. Yeah, he had a really good game. I, I mean, yeah, it was against inferior opponents. I think it was the third division Dortmund played against. Uh, they ended up winning 3-0. Holland, of course, hat trick in 25 minutes. But Reyna <laughs> had a really good game. He played almost the entire time. Uh, completed a couple dribbles. Uh, had should have had two assists or so. But yeah, it was overall good a good game for him, especially because previous week I think they had a friendly and he he missed it through a thigh injury. So. I mean, he's picking up right where he left off, so hopefully there's a big year coming for him. Yeah, and he's playing midfield, which I love. Um, not right wing like Berhalter's mm-hmm. been playing him at, so I really hope he, he sees a game like that and maybe kind of institutes it because I think he's better off uh, at like a center attacking mid or center, center mid position. Well, Sancho gave him that number seven sh- uh, shirt, so. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Got a lot to live up to. Yeah, it's a big Just a tiny, just a tiny bit. Only about $80 million worth. <laughs> uh, next up, we had Mark McKenzie. Yeah, he had a good game with Ghent or Genk over the past weekend. Sorry. Um, but overall, solid performance. He's definitely vying for a position on the World Cup qualifying team for the U.S. This is good minutes to get started. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with on that team, in that league, most likely in the U.S. training camp as well. So it's good to see him putting in a good shift. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I, right now, if I had to pick a, pick a team for qualifiers and stuff, it's probably Brooks, Richards, and then McKenzie's my third center back, I think, uh-huh. at least. And then last, another great performance, we had Julian Green, kind of an old name thrown in there by now, although when he came to the national team, he was very young. Uh, putting quite a good shift, 120 minutes in their cup match. They ended up losing, but he scored the game-tying goal in the 85th minute, converted his penalty, 82% passing, seven key passes, was just looking to take everybody on. Um, so he looked really, really good. Last season for them, he actually played pretty nice too. He had nine goals and uh, two assists. So do you guys think a little bit maybe of a Julian Green revival coming back to the national team possibly? No. <laughs> so wow, yeah that down uh, no, I, abs- absolutely not uh, there's just too much talent with the other players that they have on the wings yeah, i don't see where he fits in to be honest com- continue building your core he's, he's not i don't want to sound cruel but he's not good enough yeah. to make a breakthrough through that team and, and kind of shake things up from where they currently stand interesting i'm, I'm gonna go devil's advocate with you guys i think he'd be a decent squad uh, player for them maybe the, not not necessarily on the wing but probably like in the midfield like a center mid position maybe just uh behind some of the guys there Honorable mention, they never know. Honorable mention, we got Brennan Aronson because of his late game winner in a friendly against Barcelona, single handedly sending Messi over to France because he couldn't handle the embarrassment any longer. <laughs> so, what do, you guys, what do you guys think of the Messi transfer? Obviously, I mean, we're recording this on a Sunday. I think it's pretty much official, right? I don't know if he signed exactly yet, it's, but he hasn't signed yet, but it's it's official. Like, it's the worst kept secret at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they he only rented out the Eiffel Tower. Tower, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had his press conference this morning. Um, he uh, did I'm, good. Still in disbelief, still very much in disbelief that they weren't able to keep him. But, you know, Barcelona has their own much larger financial <laughs> issues. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm curious, really, what, what it came It was La Liga finally just throwing like a, like the stick, like big stick down and just seeing like, nope, done with this or, yeah. or what happened. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's according to Messi, that's what happened. He said it had everything in place and it was a last second La Liga, not block, but it's not good for the league. To be honest, it's you lost Ronaldo, you're losing Bale for the most part. I mean, Messi's gone. It's kind of a, uh, it's kind of interesting to see because you remember in the 2008, 2009, like that time frame when the Premier League was dominating Europe and like Italy was involved as well, and Spain was kind of on the outskirts when Real was chasing La Decima, etc. And then it became Spanish, mm-hmm. Spanish influence for what six, seven years, and now mm-hmm. it seems it's like it's shifting back to the Premier League and to the other divisions. It seems to kind of go through that cycle and. I think Messi leaving La Liga is that final final check. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what ESPN's thinking because they just 
paid a whole hell of a lot of money for Lolly. <laughs> yeah, they did. They're they not got happy. a, a uh, aging Eden Hazard injury prone man as their biggest star right now. So as much as I love him as a Chelsea fan, it's just it's tough to see for a league. They really don't have that guy right now. They're gonna be. Yeah. If I'm them, I guess you you find the best young guys you have and promote the hell out of them. Yeah, I think the worst part about this is now we have to watch him play in League One. Like, the only time you're going to see Messi on the big stage or have like, great, he's going to score five goals a game. I mean, who's not going? He's he's going to in that league, but I don't know. I think it's a major downgrade. He's just basically searching for that last trophy and taking the money, which you know he has the right to do. He's given given the sport so much, but I I would love to see him in a better league. To be honest with you, he's won everything possible besides a World Cup, realistically. So, I mean, yeah, I think he wants that. I, I think it's more. I think it's more about playing with his friends and compatriots at this point. He wants to go link up with Neymar again. He wants to oh go link God. up with a couple of the Argentinian players like Di Maria on PSG, Pochettino, who Bacardi. love. He's not his player, but his coach. But play with him. Like, how would you turn that down at this point? Yeah, especially <laughs> when he's going to make what thirty-five million a season after tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. Oh my God, Mbappe. Neymar and Messi on the front line is terrifying. They're they're literally playing ultimate team in FIFA just in real yes. life now. It's it's getting <laughs> it's sick. This, is this oh. a PlayStation Two where there were cheat codes? Like how does this happen? There there I, might be and I free just, transfer nonetheless. What's yeah. speaking, speaking of that too, they I know ESPN tweeted this and I wanted to say they've probably had the best transfer like activity in the past how many years of any team? Who do they sign on free? Donnarumma. They're gonna get Messi Sergio Ramos. Free. Sergio Ramos. Why not all them? What was Wijnaldum on a free? It was Wijnaldum was a free. Yeah, they signed five players on uh, free, and four of them are world class. Yeah, Hakimi was the only one they paid. Oh, and yeah, they yeah, that was the only money they spent was Hakimi. Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, (laughs) granted, yes, the wage is going to be unreal, but like those guys, like Messi alone is going to pay for his in in kit sales. Like, oh yeah, that's a fact. Absolutely. Not to mention the the wages aren't going to offset what it would have cost to sign these guys, so it's it's still coming so far out on top. Yeah, and if they do, they 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 sell a guy or two. It's it's not going to. They're 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 sitting pretty right now, and obviously they we know they have the funds. So yeah, yeah. Well, they're gonna get it all paid back once they win the Champions League. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yo? If they don't win though, big questions of Poch maybe. Not uh, massive, ginormous. <laughs> I, it's him it's, and that board don't seem to be good friends right now. Uh, hey, I'm if he happens to get fired and happens to come back to a you know a club that I love dearly. I'm not going to be upset. So, <laughs> wow. Already kicking Nuno to the side. Good to know from a Tottenham fan. Yeah. <laughs> Ruthless. Jesus. I'm just. <laughs> With that, though, let's actually let's head over to the league that we're supposed to be covering right now. And that is the Barclays Premier League. We're going to go over a lot of our two early predictions before the transfer window has even ended at this point. Mm-hmm. But, um, Vito, actually, what's your, what's your top four for the league? Let's, let's go over that real quick. I have City winning the league. They're, they're going to sign Kane. You just know it's going to happen. Um, I have them followed up by Liverpool, United, and then I have Chelsea finishing in fourth. Mm. I made this a little bit b- way before the Lukaku rumors were rolling around, but I still think United could have finished in that position. I, Chelsea historically have stumbled a little bit. I think City's going to be way too strong. I can't picture anyone finishing on top of them. Um, and I think you're going to see a resurgence from Liverpool. Okay, I, I definitely agree with the Liverpool resurgence. I think they're they're a second or third place team or first. They, they could be even there. They have cities mm-hmm. until they sign a striker though. I don't have them winning the league. I, I actually think Chelsea's going to take it after Lukaku signing. You know, as a fan, got to throw them in. If they, if they have a chance to win it, I'm throwing them in first. And uh, Man U, the only reason I have them down in fourth is just because I, I don't think they have enough depth. 
uh, a few injuries here or there. If they run into like a Liverpool situation, they have no chance. Uh, relegation battle? No, and let's 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 hear from you on that one. Who do you got down there? Yeah, this might be a little different from what you guys put, but for me personally, in the order I have is 18th is Newcastle, 19th Brentford, 20th Watford. I just for the life of me, cannot see these teams pulling anything out, um, especially Watford. I, ha- I have the manager mm-hmm. to be sacked first. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they're going to be a very good team to watch. I think they're going to be pretty bad, to be honest. Uh, Brentford, rooting for him. I want Ivan Tony to do well. We talked about him earlier on one of the other podcast episodes, but I just don't see them having the firepower to stay up and defensive ability to do that. And Newcastle, <laughs> they're- no money. Yeah, they, they just yeah. they're they're gonna collapse as a club <laughs> I, at this point. I think Newcastle is gonna survive, but just barely. I have Brighton going down without signing a striker. They're I think ruined. I'm shocked they haven't yet. I, I honestly I yeah. have no idea why they, they didn't make that a priority and get that done immediately. Especially I have all uh, the money Arsenal just gave them. Yeah, they, exactly. Like you have something to spend. Like go like there's no reason they couldn't have went and got Ings or something like that. Granted, Ashton definitely had a better bargaining chip on there, like mm-hmm. you know, being in a better position in the league and stuff, but so someone like that, they, they should have went after. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Mike. I got Newcastle 18th, Wofford 20th. The only difference I have is I have Brentford staying up and uh, mm. Southampton going down uh, 19th. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I, I, it's going to be a rough year for them too. Like a very rough year. Yeah, after the last uh, sale of things, I just, there's, he was the only reason I, I was keeping them up. Uh, he started off really hot last year and gave them enough cushion to like not fall down. But when, when he was out, they just, they just tumbled down the table. So I have him, him gone. They haven't replaced him. See you later. Who do you guys think uh, it's going to be top scorer, though? I'm really curious. That, that I feel like that was wide open last year for up to almost the last week. Kane. <laughs> yeah, I have, <laughs> I have a Kane, Kane if he goes to City. Otherwise, it's going to be Lukaku, I think. Chelsea missed uh, 56 big chances, which was behind City and Liverpool, not by much. And I think having Lukaku on that team with all that talent is going to be unbelievable for – I mean, it's a poacher's dream, basically. Chelsea mm-hmm. at this point, and it's going to be the same for Kane, so it's going to be a battle. But I'm going yeah. Lukaku. Okay, I'm with you on that one, Vito. I, I definitely like Lukaku in there. Um, Kane, I think there's just too many question marks. He's coming into the season late as well, so he might not get started as as usual. I know he doesn't really like August too much anyway, for the most he, part. He hates August for whatever reason. <laughs> he yeah. does, man. It must be the heat. I don't know. It's just man does not like playing in August. <laughs> so, uh, top assists. I have James Madison currently. I like he created a lot of chances over the last couple of years. I think he he takes that next step and becomes one of the players of the season. Mm. Not a bad choice, but sticking to my guns. And if his rumors are true and they do accept a bid, it's going to be Kevin De Bruyne. If Kane goes to City, I just don't see. I see that getting blown out of proportion. <laughs> you yeah, have ten to Kane alone. alone. He's going to like have to do so so minimal work to get assists. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> He's going to be like playing with Messi. Amount of quality on that front line. Got you. Top clean sheets. Uh, I went with Allison mainly because I, I think great quality, but also having Van Dyke, Gomez back, uh, Konate in there. I think their back line is probably, in my opinion, probably the strongest in the league right now. Um, obviously, Tuchel with Chelsea, you know, he created a good, a good defense, but I think just natural talent, they have the most of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm with Allison as well. And signing Konate to help shore up that center back position is it was massive. So I think they're less concerned with injuries at this point now than they were last year, obviously. But I'm with you, Steve. I think he's gonna win the gold glove. Okay. Known any difference? 
Ederson. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair choice. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there's anyone that uh, could possibly sneak in there, like a lower, a lower or mid-tier uh, type of team? Obviously, like Burnley or someone like that. They always t- typically – that's their 1-0, 1-0 victories pretty much. Yeah. Um, to be honest, nothing really pops out to me too much. I would – like you guys already said, Allison, I would say that. I'm personally a really big fan of the Rafa Varane signing. So, if anything, whoever the keeper is for Man U, whether it's De Gea, Henderson um, – Whoever that keeper is, I think they might be able to sneak in. Yeah. I think okay, outside okay. of Dallison and Ederson, otherwise it's going to have to be Chelsea's keeper, Mendy, for me. Got One of the best defense in Europe last year. Definitely not a bad – at least the second half of the year, that's a fact. Yeah, I, I meant in European competitions, not domestically. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. What, um, hopefully we get some different answers here. I'm curious about what you guys think. The surprise team of the season or the player of the season? We're going to do both, but oh, well, one than the other. I read it as surprise player. Oh, not even not even player of the season so my bad on that <laughs> well no no i meant that yeah no just just in general like the like someone that's no named or not really sure. well known doesn't have to be the player of the season but just someone that you know surprises everybody mm-hmm. i'm going with west ham i think they're going to be my surprise team of the season they were surprised last year and i think the surprise this year is going to be that they maintain that level and they finish fairly high up on the table are they going to crack the top four Probably not. They're not going to be in that talk anymore. But with given how the other teams have strengthened, uh, West Ham not having really done a whole lot in the transfer market so far, I still think they're going to be strong enough to fight for those Europa League positions. And I think they're going to finish like, you know, seventh position, maybe somewhere towards that top table. Okay. What about player then? Kane. Kane's player of the season. No, no, no. Just like surprise, like surprise player. Oh, uh, Grealish for me. I think he's going to defy expectations. I, I know some people, we, we're a little split on this. Mike, I think, did you have him as your, uh, your surprise letdown of the season? Oh, um, I do. You I do, Steve? Yeah. No, I, I, just I have him my pasted. surprise success. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's um, too, too much of to say, too, too much to hope for for him to succeed to that level. But I think it could go either way with him having a flop or being a huge success. And I think he's going to be a huge success. I think he's going to be an in-and-out starter after a couple weeks of that season when uh, Pep really seasoned Michelle with that team. Okay, interesting. I'm going to contradict you in a little bit on that one, but we'll, yeah, we'll get, get to that. that. Mm. What about you, Noah? Yeah, surprise team of the season. Uh, the team that Grealish, Grealish is leaving, Villa, I think they've spent the money really well that they've got. They've more than likely built a better foundation for their team now and not just relying on one player. I think they're going to come out. They have a real possibility of being like a top half team. And I think they're probably going to be pushing that edge to do that. So definitely them from that perspective. And then as like a surprise player who I think is also, in my opinion, going to be one of the signings of the season, if not the signing of the season, I think it's going to be Pats and Daka. I think that dude's going to come in and light it up at Leicester city. Uh, maybe if Vardy gets hurt and he's, he needs to get a little tired. I think he's one for the future. He's going to be ridiculous. I, I actually like that uh, surprise player, definitely. I don't know how much time he's going to get because it seems, mm-hmm. at least in their friendly so far, he seems to be coming off the bench with Ianacho, or mm-hmm. Ianacho is at least number two mm-hmm. on the depth chart behind uh, Vardy. So it might take an injury or something, but he definitely deserves a, a, a call out without a doubt. Uh, my surprise team, Mike already asked, uh, mentioned Ashton Villa. My second one besides them actually would be Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. I've liked what they've done with the signing so far with uh, Gahey and Gallagher from Chelsea and a few other ones as well. Zaha is pretty much playing to possibly move to a new team. So I think we're going to see the best season out of him every every (laughs) year he is every year. But um, 
I think I, I really think he's going to come out firing. In your last friendly, he just scored two, two as well. So I don't know too much about Patrick Vieira and his managerial style or anything like, like that. So obviously having a rookie manager we've seen in the Premier League not be the easiest task, but I could see them actually fighting for a top 10 spot, just being in the top half of the table. And I wouldn't be shocked if they're there at the end of the year by any means. But um, my surprise player of the year actually is going to be a West Ham player, Ben Ben Harama. I don't know if I say that exactly. But um, amazing down the championship level. He used to play for Brentford, actually, in 83 appearances, scored 27 goals and was lighting it up down there. Hasn't really gotten his chance at West Ham yet, but he just scored an absolute banger in a friendly the other day, and I watched him play. I think he's going to take on a Jesse Lingard role and actually get starts this year because they haven't been able to complete a transfer for that area. And I think he's their go-to guy. Not, not necessarily the go-to guy, but I think he's probably their most creative player going forward right now. And I, I think he's going to be one of the talismans. He's got some tricky feet. Yeah, no, he's he looks so, really good. Willing to so take people one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. It's exactly what they're missing right now. So yeah. instead of transferring in, they might already have it on the, on the, uh, on the team. So who's going to be your guys' uh, letdown this season? Then we just went over the, the surprise team. So, Oh, it's only one team for me, baby. Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> I just don't see them. We talked about this prior, but there's such going to be such a tight like gap in points between those mid table, like top half teams between like that six and 10 spot. And I just get the feeling that Arteta is not the guy. I don't think he's going to be able to pull through from a coaching perspective and tactically to put them where they need to be. I, I think that they're going to probably drop a little bit and not hit the expectations that they really set for themselves, especially after signing Ben White. I think he'll be good, but then also in terms of like a letdown player too, I think it's probably going to be Aubameyang. I think he's not; he's going to pretty much underperform. You think two straight years? Because last year he definitely didn't live up to uh, his typical typical mm -hmm. seasons. Yeah, I, I do. Okay, I wouldn't argue on that point at all. Actually, honestly, I have Arsenal finishing pretty low, and by low I mean like ninth, I think, or something along those lines, ninth or tenth. I don't see them getting any better right now. They've in the past years, they've always tried to make improvements and they haven't found the right people. It's like they're just putting the band-aids on situations and not finding the right dudes. Um, Saka, obviously, another year under his belt. I think he's going to be great. I just don't see them. I, like you said, I don't I don't know if Arteta's the right guy for the team. I think they might have enough talent on there to be good, but not managing the right way. Wouldn't be shocked if he got sacked by like Boxing Day or something like that. Yeah, I I'm going to go a little differently. I actually expect Arsenal to perform about eighth or ninth. So I'm going to go with Wolves. I think losing Nuno to Spurs was it's going to be too much of a blow for them. I think they're going to lose their identity a little bit and uh, kind of fall down that table. I have them finishing a little bit lower this year, like towards 11th or so, um, which is kind of where they finished, I think, current year. But obviously with the injuries, I just think they're going to underperform. As for players, I have Marcus, Rash Marcus Rashford as my letdown player of the year. I, I don't know if it's going to happen with the Euros following him into the Premier League, but it seems like it. he hasn't found his footing in the last 12 months, and I think it's going to carry over into this year. Okay, I could see that. And he's also been playing through injury and stuff like that, so he's coming back off of surgery. I think it was a so shoulder. I, I yeah, some, something along yeah. those lines. Right. So you, know, you never know how you're going to react to that exactly. Um, but, yeah, my letdown team, I actually, I was just agreeing with Mike on Arsenal. My, my letdown team is actually going to be Everton, though. They had the sixth highest wage bill. In, in the year or, on, or in the league and they didn't do anything with it last year obviously they came out smoking hot i think they're yeah what, third place come boxing day like even in late december and stuff like that they were still up there for a while but the second half of the year they fell apart Ancelotti's gone uh james might be on the way out rafa doesn't seem to be vibing with uh, a lot of the fans and the board and stuff like that so even with all the money they're spending i don't think they're doing it correctly 
and they've only brought in 1.5 million worth of you know players and stuff like that so mm-hmm. they don't seem to be upgrading by any means and granted do they have they do have a very similar roster uh, compared to last year I just don't see it improving or anything like that behind Benitez. He they play he plays a different style than what the, the guys that he has right now. So as for player, um, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but I think Grealish really is gonna be my letdown player of the year. And I, I only mean that in a sense of I don't think he'll be the letdown for them in the future. I think he's gonna be great and he's gonna be there for years to come. I think for this season, it reminds me kind of a Riyad Mara situation where he came over from Leicester. They had an abundance of wingers, abundance of attacking players. He's not gonna play all 38 games this year, without a doubt. Mm whether it's due to injury or whatnot, Mars only played 27 games his first year and they were always calling for more from him. Jack's going to perform when he gets on there. I just don't see him playing more than 30 games and being able to contribute enough for them specifically. And just, and in perspective, I think he's going to do well. What I mean, what I mean by letdown is you paid a hundred million for him. I got gotcha. you. You're not yeah, going to get a hundred million dollars worth of production this year. I got to get that out of anyone these days. Yeah. <laughs> Unless your name is Mbappe or, Policy. Just yeah. messy. Just <laughs> plug them right in. <laughs> what um you, you said a bombing for your your player, Mike. Mm-hmm. Two straight years though. I, I I'm like debating on like whether or not that he's going to be like what he was last year. Last year just seemed like because typically in years past he's just a goal scoring machine. I know Lacazette slowed down last year too as well, but mm-hmm. you know like if they're gonna get goals, you, you, who do you think they're gonna come from? Great question. Uh, not. Not not a bombing. I don't moment. think they're going to get a lot of goals. I think that's going to be the main concern. It's not that I don't yeah. think he's going to underperform. I just don't think he's going to have a chance to perform. Okay. With that quality okay. in that team. Gotcha. What um if you guys had to pick a manager for the year, then what what, what are we feeling? Uh, well, I, I have City winning the league, so I'm going to go with Pep. Realistically, I think he'll probably win it this year, um, and I think he'll probably take, he'll probably have a nice two trophies of, you know, whether it's the league and then like a league cup or something like that. I don't see them in the champions league doing anything past PSG. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with Mike on this. It typically, typically goes to the winner of the league. I think Tuchel's going to have a great year. I think he'd be in the, the conversation, but I think ultimately it's going to be Pep's trophy to lose. Yeah. And I feel you with that. I have Tuchel actually just because I have Chelsea winning. Yeah, I figure I don't know if realistically it should be manager of the year should always go to the first place guy though. Cause we've talked in, in the past, like David Moyes last year. He should, um, he should have gotten it last like, year. Yeah, there's something along those lines. Like to me, that's yeah. manager of the year where a team that's probably predicted to be in 14th, 15th or 13th place or whatever it was. And he takes them all the way up to what they finished sixth, seventh. I forget exactly the I think yeah. it was sixth, right? Yeah. Something fifth or sixth. Something like that. Where way someone like be like bringing first with a lot of people's predictions as well. To me, that I feel like that should be more of the manager of the year talks because that that's more sure. impressive. I'm not saying what when the Premier League is not impressive by any means, but I expect Man City and Pep to be in that conversation every year. Yeah, I don't expect West Ham to be in sixth place, pushing for up until like the last two weeks of the season for a Champions League spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, I, I think that award should be should be uh, thrown out a little differently, but that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, when Nuno, when uh, Nuno came up with Spurs and he, he had him finish seventh, he didn't win that trophy. It's like, are you really? Really? Uh, One of the best. Well, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel on that. I, I, I agree with you. But um, on the other side of it, first manager sacked this season. We There are some odds thrown out there. I think it's either plus 500 or plus 600. Two guys tied for it. <laughs> Cisco Munez and Patrick Vieira, both of them, were the front runners to be gone first. What are your thoughts? Definitely I, Cisco. <laughs> I got Vieira. I want one the other way. Yeah. Palace, until Ray Hodson, 
Palace had 13 managers between 2010 and 2017. And now with the new manager, Vieira, I don't know. They, to your point, Steve, they brought in a couple of different pieces and we still have not worked with Chelsea to the fullest extent where they don't fully gel. I think a new manager and new players coming in into a club that likes to change their managers frequently until Hodson, I think it's going to be Vieira first. Okay. Again, I'll disagree with you. I like playing devil's advocate. <laughs> I like nah, because I really, I really truly think they they brought in the right people for the right positions. They got more youthful and they it got mm-hmm. rid of a yes, they got rid of some experience, but you know they brought in fresh legs and everything like that. I see them going pretty far. I, I think they're going to really achieve above. So I'm going to go with Munez as well with Mike. Um, Watford has a typically for whatever reason very quick on the sackings in previous years. So I really think that he's not going to last too long, especially. I don't see them scoring a lot of goals. Once that starts happening, there's rumblings of the manager, then the fans, and then just going to tumble and tumble and tumble like a typical mm-hmm. relegation team. I mean, the fact that Chris Wilder did last as long as he did at Sheffield was incredible that was to me. Bana- that was bananas. Yeah. 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 And the fact that the board, I think, was trying to keep him too for the following season. He's like trying to leave. Like that was a mess in shambles. Yeah, he should have left earlier. Yeah, no, nah, no doubt, dude. What um last one I, would, I do want to touch on for the day, though, I'm really curious. The mid-table teams... Um, I know we talked about it a little bit before we start the podcast, the drop off from like fifth place to 10th, maybe even 11th seems like a very, very close race. What do you guys think is going to kind of end up with, or what's going to be the difference maker for some of these teams? Injuries, Injuries. honestly. Yeah. yeah. I think whatever team is able to stay healthy is going to be able to come up near that, like, uh, UCL, like Europa league spot. I don't think to be honest, there's a lot that separates the sixth finishing team to like the 11th or 12th team to be honest there's in terms of quality it's just like pure injury luck so that's 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 going to be a very fascinating battle to watch throughout the whole throughout the whole uh league and the whole season itself so we'll we'll see i think we're going to see one of the biggest gaps between in, in terms of points for the top four or five teams compared to the rest of the league i mean you might as well split this table in half at this point with five six teams in one half and then the rest of them in the other because the goal the, the goal from quality between the top of the table this year is one of the biggest we've seen in premier league's history i think i now agree with you i would take the top four to i, I would i'll obviously i'll just take top four teams i think we're all pretty much in agreement. chelsea man city liverpool man U, mm-hmm. in whatever order you want to put them in it's pretty much they every one of them upgraded so far like drastically for the most part yeah and I, I think they just took their quality. If, it, if if the gap was like an inch or two like this, it just went to there, like mm-hmm. like massively different for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, fifth place, I have Leicester. They're starting to be able to form two full teams right now. Tottenham in sixth, but I yeah, that could swap very easily. I'm really bullish on Aston Villa. I think they get seventh. I love every signing that they've made so far, even though Grealish did leave. Everything was done very, very particular and precise. I really see them pushing far above their weight, and they're going to. I don't. I don't even know if they're a surprise anymore. I think everyone might be picking them as like their dark horses to get to Europe. Yeah, I'm at nine. Just I have West Ham at seven currently, but I said that was my surprise this season. Gotcha, gotcha. Apologize for technical difficulties. Vito's Walmart Radio Shack connection really just screwed us over there, so we apologize, and we're getting back to everything. My bad. Um, one of our next awards we're going to go is for the best actor. And who's going to be diving or the best dive, I guess, of the year. Yeah. So real brief gun to the head. I'm picking Mohamed Salah. He is the diving king. I don't care what yes. anyone says. So yep. uh, I'm going to, we're going to see some video of him getting 
touched by like, someone breathing <laughs> on him and he's just going to fall right over. So I don't even think he needs to get touched. <laughs> Slight gust of wind is going to topple him down, <laughs> down the tunnel. <laughs> what about you, Vito? It's a lot. Has to be. Okay. I'll it's, play It's going to be the classic. Game. It's going to be one of these hands behind <laughs> the head. <laughs> That's big for him. It's almost like he's praying as he's going to the ground because he wants yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be brutal. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Raheem Sterling. He's gonna get a slight touch on the ankle, and he's gonna go Ooh. rolling 14 oh. times into the benches. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's gonna right, maybe even right down the tunnel. It depends. It depends on where he leaves the field and how 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 it's uh, pitched. But um, I'm gonna yeah, Just, I'm gonna go Raheem Sterling for the best actor award. Okay. Yeah. Worst goalkeeping howler of the year. De Gea. De Gea? He's been wow. having a rough time of it. He's made a couple. I think it's going to be a De Gea. I love my Spurs, but and I love Hugo, but my God, is he prone to making some crappy decisions. <laughs> I'm going to go with Hugo. He's going to do something that I'm just going to put my hands on my head and say, what the hell were you thinking, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Jordan Pickford. Um, he's been known to be a question, very questionable keeper. Um, definitely not the best tackler. Ever seen anything from that Van Dyke injury by any means? So, I'm thinking maybe he comes out when he shouldn't, something along those lines, and just kind of absolutely makes a mess of something. It's gonna be great to uh, great to record on here, actually, one day. Good for content. Uh, we got any other ones we want to touch upon? Or there's a third one we were thinking about. Oh, referees. Best referee. Oh, best. Uh, how did I forget that one? Best referee giving out the most cards. Unanimous, Mike Dean. Of Mike course, Dean. it has to be. Like, there's nobody else. It's the no. Mike Dean show. <laughs> Over under on 62 cards this season, 14 of them Reds. It's is that actually the odds for him? No, I'm making no, it no, no, probably no. close. <laughs> so you didn't even know. But, but the fact that you thought that was believable is it's just a point exactly. I mean, he's got to average what four four cards, five cards a game at this point. So, I mean, it's probably not that unlikely. If he did, if he yeah, even if even if he refed every other week. Like got uh, it pretty damn close. Yeah. All right. Team more like our our fan base. Let me put it this way: to be up in arms about VAR this season the most. United. I feel like they get help though every time. It's 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 well, it's a, it's a it's like a seesaw. They got help last year. Yeah. This year, that's it's gonna be a huge pain in the butt for them. I can see. They that. like to complain when VAR doesn't review something. I think that's what's gonna be most of the headache from them from their supporting base. I can see that. I mean, Bruno's going to be very suffer if that's the case then because half yeah. his goals are freaking penalties. At this point, so <laughs> he will not be thrilled. What, um, what team would get help the most then? Mm. We got any, any lucky candidates out there? Mm-mm-mm. Lester. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. That's a sneaky I, I pick. Like that, sneaky pick. Sneaky, yeah. Very sneaky pick. I'm going to say to – no, for both of you. I'm going to say Chelsea. I think they're going to get a, a lot of VAR. I don't know why. I think that it's going to be very helpful for them. They're, and they're going to need really it too, mind. especially if yeah. Timo's up there missing. They're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we want to give him a second chance from the penalty spot, though, so we might just want to forget about VAR and let the game play through. <laughs> we, got, we got Lukaku now. We're good. We're good. Oh, fair enough. Yes. Yeah, fair enough. I like the Leicester pick. I'm actually pretty fan of that. I would like imagine last day, Leicester, Man U, or something like that happens again. And, you know. Yeah. Little Leicester City sister uh, city magic where a penalty for Vardy just sends him into the Champions League and takes it away from them. Yeah, great. I, I think it's going to be flip flopped. United had help last year, Leicester didn't, and I think it's going to go the opposite way. Nice, nice. I like it. Any, any other uh, awards you want to give out? Who's going to have miss of the year? And you can't say Werner. <laughs> <laughs> That's can't say up. Werner. 
<laughs> miss of the year. Oh, that's a tough one. Rashford for me. I got a feeling it's going to be like one of the teams that I have in like a relegation battle. And for some reason, I want to say Neil Malpe. <laughs> okay. I like that. Not a bad one. Not a wow. bad one. I like that. Do you go Troy Dini then? No, I don't. I, I like, like Troy Dini. <laughs> I like him too, <laughs> but like you're talking Watford relegation. They're going to have trouble scoring at his is. I mean, it's a perfect one to just shank one at that wow. point. I can't wait for this season to start next week. I know. I'm very excited. Friday, I'm man. So excited. I'm recording this on a Sunday, but we're less, we're six days away now at this point. So I'm really, I'm really thrilled. Yeah. I think, um, actually I love when they, they take like a newly promoted team and they do this again on, on the first day. Does Brentford have a chance against Arsenal? Who's, you know, obviously struggling and stuff. Everyone has a chance for us. Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Every dog has its day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very yeah. True. Uh, question for you guys then the lo- one last one for me, but signing of the season based on just the transfers that have come through right now. Lukaku. Lukaku. Yeah. Massive, massive need for it for Chelsea. I will say unbelievable transfer business by Chelsea too, to sell him for 15 mil or whatever, and then rebuy him for 115. Just brilliant. Crystal ball, baby. (laughs) Crystal ball. That was honestly, honestly, God, that was probably one of their worst ones. Usually they're the exact opposite. Like we sold David Louise for whatever and got him back for less than. Yeah, historically, yeah, no, Chelsea does good win. business. Definitely not in this, in that particular <laughs> generation of players. That one takes me off. Yeah, just because like they had him, you know what I mean? Like there was no reason. I mean, there's plenty yeah. of reason for him to leave, but. Especially because he was killing it at Everton. It's not like he wasn't proven in the Premier League, you know? Yeah, they, they easily could have held on to him and I've been in this situation. Uh, my yeah. transfer of the year. That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go Danny Ings to Ashton Villa. Mm. I think it was for a very reasonable price. What is it, about like 25 mil for someone like that? An English striker in the Premier League is proven. I think um, he's going to be one of the main reasons they possibly push towards Europe. For the yeah. price tag, I think it was perfect. I'm going to say Varon on Man U. I think he totally changes that defense. So Another, another good value one, though. Absolutely. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. Uh- if you guys have the time, I do want to just maybe take a quick two minutes to go through the opening matches. Maybe just a quick prediction on each one. Not yeah. too many. I'm down. No, let's do it. Much, right? yeah, let's do it. All right. All right so Arsenal and, uh, just a quick win, win, loss. Like, that's win, it. loss, draw. Yeah. Right. Let's do it. All right. Let's hear it then. We got uh, Brentford and Arsenal. Draw. Uh, I'll say Arsenal win. All right. I'm going to go Brentford win. I like it. Next up, we got a 7.30 a.m. Eastern time game. Man U and Leeds. Really, I actually like that matchup a lot. Really cool matchup. Draw 2-2. Uh, draw yeah, I was kind of thinking that also. <laughs> it's kind of the exact scoreline I was looking at, at too. I'm going to take a Man U 3-2 win just based off of Leeds' defensive God knows mm-hmm. what. Um, Probably the least watched game of the weekend. Burnley versus Brighton. <laughs> Is there is there any other answer besides nil nil in this one? No, <laughs> no not really. <laughs> yeah, draw. <laughs> they can just not play that game and just give them each a point. And it's I think they'd be okay with that too. I really don't think they'd argue. Yeah. That. Watch the game be like five to four, and we're just like come back next week. <laughs> it's the best. It's the biggest, best <laughs> one. Sorry, sorry, guys. sorry, guys. Eight game thrill or eight goal thriller. Yeah. Oh, uh, next up we got Chelsea and Crystal Palace. Um, I'm taking Chelsea, Chelsea win that one. Chelsea dub. Yep. Chelsea win. 
another decent one, like kind of sneaky game, uh, potentially Everton Southampton, just because of that way Everton is declining recently in Southampton, you know, selling off their best player. I'm going to say Everton 2-1 win. Yeah, I have a 2-0 win. I'm going to take a 1-1 draw there. We should be keeping track. We're going to tally yeah. this next week. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Well, we'll don't worry about week don't one. Don't worry about it. I got a, a rest. Grow, growing pains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have zero correct next week. <laughs> Wouldn't shock me. My betting history? Not the yeah, best. No, no. I, these are kind of straightforward, though, a little bit. But uh, uh, Lester Wolves. Lester. Lester. Off the back take of that Lester Community Wolves. Shield victory, by the way. So congratulations to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we should, probably should have started off the show with that one, or you know, yeah. maybe a little congrats, yeah. but yeah, Lester, yeah, Nacho to his old club. Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that city. Good point. Uh, Wofford, Ashton Villa. I mean, I've been Villa. Yeah, I've been Villains. praising them. Hundred percent taking that. Two mm-hmm. O maybe, maybe a little two O action. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a, a shutout for them. Yeah. Ings sheet. and uh, Ings and Watkin. I think both yeah. of them get the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the most lopsided matchup of the entire thing. Uh, Norwich, Liverpool. <laughs> Norwich, you believe in miracles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Here's Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> yep. Probably like a yeah, three one Liverpool. Maybe a little Josh Sargent. Like, 70th minute goal. Three oh. I don't think Sargent even be playing. But I hope to God he does. Um, yep. Newcastle, uh, West Ham, West Ham, West Ham. I think it's gonna I'm be a on two one. one, and then maybe one of the more competitive games. Never know. Man City, Tottenham. Ooh. <laughs> oh my uh-huh. god, if Kane makes this transfer and he starts for City on opening day against Spurs, yeah, they, they, they won't allow that. <laughs> <laughs> the they world, might not the, sell Kane until North, after North, that North London would literally blow up and run. That would, <laughs> that would literally be in the transfer clause. It'd be like, you will not play on yeah. August 15th, it'll be like a loan deal. Yeah, uh, I want to obviously give my Spurs a chance, but it, it, Kane, it, there's the talks he might not even be ready to play because he's going through isolation. I don't even know. We, that, don't, yeah. we, don't even, we don't even know if Romero is going to be in that team yet. If he is, that's a big boost defensively. But if we don't have a striker, it seems like right now, who especially doesn't want to play against a team he's about to play for, I just don't see Spurs winning that game. So, yeah, full strength City. I give a three-one edge to over Tottenham. Yeah, unless Sun pulls the magic out of the hat for them, I, I don't. He's see done that in the past against City. Do not yes, doubt. Yes, do yes. not doubt Sun. He's he a did just draw against uh, Chelsea too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good point. But um, yeah, now I'm with you guys on that one, Man City for for the win on there. So yeah, I uh, definitely following. Actually, do you want to count these? We'll just re, we'll re-listen to it. And we'll we'll start marking them off. Yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm gonna take care of that. Don't worry. All right, perfect. I'm definitely down for that. Then we'll see who yep. does the best throughout the year. But um yeah now I'm pretty much good on that. Anything else you guys want to add to it? No, I'm just I'm just very excited. It's a little it's nice that the games are kind of spread out a little bit too. We can watch a majority of them, but I'm just ready for the season to get underway. Only one thing. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting that just so you know. As you, as you should, as you definitely should. But uh no, that'll, that'll do it yeah. for this episode, guys. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Uh Sunday League Scrimmers podcast. Like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel and anywhere else you find your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the SL Screamers underscore pod uh, for daily tweets and updates about the show, world football, and everything else. I'm your host, Steve McCutcheon with Vito Anazelli and Michael Noen signing Friend, off. Friendly. Talk to you guys friendly. next week. Friendly, friendly <laughs> co-host. Michael friendly Noen. co-host, right, right. <laughs>
All right. Later. Later, guys. <laughs> later.